Hey everyone, it's Bill Hines and Meg Jones here. Hello. And uh, this episode today is brought to you by The Wolf Project, men's skincare, and snow teeth whitening. So try snow.com. And if you put in The Thrill, you get special discounts on all of our sponsors. So all of our discounts are uh, sponsors are going to have The Thrill in them as their coupon code. Thanks for tuning in today. So our first guest is going to be Shelton Thurman. He is the Essex County Department of Economic Development Training and Employment, which specializes in prisoner reform and reentry into society. So today we got Shelton on because, uh, you know, he gives a unique perspective of, uh, you know, reintegration of, you know, uh, people that were, um, you know, criminal offenders or wrongfully convicted or rightfully convicted and uh, how, uh, you know, he helps combat the recidivism rate in prisons and, and uh, you know, things, what, things like that. What do you think, Meg? I think this feels really relevant right now because a lot of people who view the George Floyd arrest and murder in a different light might reference that he had a, a past criminal history, which Shelton has some interesting perspective on working with reforming ex-prisoners. And obviously, you know, past doesn't reflect the future if people really want to change and rehabilitate themselves and, and get the resources that are available that someone like Shelton may have. So I'm excited to uh, get him on, on the phone or on the Zoom, whatever we, however we're going to magically get him on in the <laughs> studio here. So uh, let's, let's get to it. I started from nothing Never knew where my next meal was coming But I transformed my life I stay one step ahead Mindset of disruption I own the edge This is a drill cast Where I bring the wisdom you need Everyone is selling knowledge I get mine away for free I'm as real as it gets You either love or hate me Best believe I'm major league Bill Hines That's me This is the thrill cast You play it Hello, how are you? Very well. I'm Meg. Nice to meet you. Thank you for coming on. So, Shelton, man, you can't be promoting the San Francisco 49ers on our show, man. Come on. It's an American franchise. Why not? Yeah, no. Why can't I? Well, you can, but, you know, they're, they're, I mean, they are better than my Giants, that's for sure. I love Daniel Jones. Oh, uh, Daniel Jones? Oh, the Midgets? I mean, the Giants, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But don't say anything bad about the Cleveland Brownies or you break my heart. She's a Brown. We still fan. got a team? We do still have a team. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> we'll kick all your asses in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Hey, Sheldon, thanks for coming on. So, like, people that don't know, you know, me and you have been uh, great friends over the years, despite me being white. I'm just kidding. And, uh, and we won't uh, hold it against you. No, like I, <laughs> I, I said before you came on, you know, we were introducing you. And uh, I, I said, I asked Shelton on the phone, I'm like, why did, like, all the black people like me in school? Like, I, I got along with all the black people better than the white people. Like, the burnout crowd or the athlete crowd, which I was a better athlete than most of them, you know. And still to this day, like, I kicked the shit out of them. But they were like, because they were the rich white dudes, their parents gave money, I don't know, or Do Catholic schools have good athletic programs? Yeah, our basketball team was fucking amazing. And so it was like we were the first school in the state of uh, New Jersey to have boys and girls in the state championship game. Yeah. Oh, same time. Wow. Yeah, we were really good. And only. I think we're still the only school that did that. There are people to this day. The first yeah, girls yeah. of tournament of champions. Yeah. yeah. Tournament wow. of champions. Our girls are the first yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. So so we were really good in sports, you know, and like, uh -huh. but 
you know, with the baseball team, like wasn't a better baseball player on that team than me, but my mom didn't, I don't know, blow the coach or something and pay the money. Politics. So we didn't, we, we, so it's like, fuck you. I'm not playing for that. Yeah. But in the summer in American Legion, like we played for Hillside, we beat them in the parking lot and on the, <laughs> we kicked their ass. So, um, you know, like, so, so I didn't want to get involved in those politics, but, and Sheldon goes, well, Bill, we thought you were mixed. We thought you were half black. And I was like, I'm okay with that. You know? <laughs> And honestly, some white people that would be offensive to. That might be a good card to play for you. Yeah. No, I'm not. So I had the hair. <laughs> Sheldon, come on. Who had better hair than me in high school? No, you had the best, man. Fluffy. That's why we thought you, you were. You don't have black. to lie for him. <laughs> no, I no, no. We really... A couple times. Hey, a couple times some priest would like pet it. I'm like, yo, hey now. Oh, anyway. Well. <laughs> so so you know, Sheldon has a unique perspective on life and uh you know, obviously being a black man in this society in this t- day and age, you sure. know, but uh just you know, I know his character, I know how great of a father he is, but but he's not only just a father to his biological children. I mean, Shelton has, you know, many kids in society because w- what he's out doing, he's helping people in this world and you know, and Shelton, you know, we we introduced you before, but I want you to introduce yourself to all the viewers and tell us like what you do in Essex County and in New Jersey and even you know worldwide and how you help people. And uh, you know, Shelton's been given awards for this, and, and you know he has all the accolades. But you know, you know he doesn't care about the trophies on his desk, and but you know he really brings it and really genuinely cares. You know, and and not just you know, hey, he's going to help anybody. He's going to help Latinos. He's going to help white people. He's going to help black people. He doesn't care your sex, age, gender, nothing about that. He just really wants to give back to the community and genuinely help people. So, Shellen, take it away. Okay. All right. Well, listen, I work for um, Essex County. I'm the supervisor for all the prisoner reentry, as well as I run the juvenile day reporting center. So basically, we help anybody that comes in that has a a criminal background. They could have just came home today or been home 25 years and need assistance and their background may be hindering that. So we can help them with anything from employment, education, they need um, shelter, we send them to a shelters, we refer them to wherever we can that can help them with their um, situation. Even with mental services, we have some different partner agencies. And when it comes to the juvenile program, because a lot of people don't understand that the juvenile justice system is totally different from the criminal justice system. I have a program that is supposed to be the last stop for some certain kids before they go to Janesburg or the training school, as is now known, or any of the other correctional facilities for juveniles. So there we do life skills. We do work readiness. We do prep for um, them taking the state of New Jersey high school diploma. Because in New Jersey, we really don't have GED um, that's a test that's owned by a separate company. But either way, we help them get their high school diplomas. And once they finish with me and go to the phase, the second phase of our program, which is a program I used to run the Youth Resource Center, we pay up to $4,500 for them to go to trade school. We also oh, wow. fill out, um, yeah, we fill out fast. Can I, apply? We, uh, I think you're, well, you can apply, but I you think your income will kind of kick you out. But, um, Story of my life. <laughs> yeah, Out but, of everything. Yeah. And what we do it for everybody. Actually, you know, what we always service is we help anybody who's um, underemployed to um, go to trade school. We pay up to $4,500. We give them two zone bus cars to get back and forth. 
Um, but the, the biggest thing we found is a life skills and work readiness, as well as mentorships. We do that as well with some of our um, sister agencies. So we have a, an array of services and all the and we don't really and like 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 Bill said, I don't give a shit about what you look like or who you are. If you call me and say you need help, come on in. Set up an appointment. We help you out. We don't care. I mean, if you did, you wouldn't be friends with me. And this isn't necessarily for yeah. kids that have a criminal background. This is for anybody underprivileged. No, that's anybody. It's anybody. Yeah. We, it's sad to say, but we've really had, um, we've had lawyers, we've had doctors who have come in looking for assistance yeah. to change their careers. And something may have happened and they've come in. So it doesn't make a difference. We, we don't care. We, we help anybody out. Military, yeah, we got a lot of military guys. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sheldon's the type of person where it's like, to, like right now, if he's walking in his town, and we're gonna say his town because we don't give away his location because we don't want the ladies pounding on his door because he's obviously <laughs> a handsome man, and uh, and his wife would probably beat their ass. But my point <laughs> is like, if if he was you know walking in Irvington, you know where he used to live, or Plainfield, or Hills or Newark, and and somebody came up to him for help, doesn't matter who it is. He even though it's not in the capacity of his job. He would do it because it's in the capacity of who he is and the fabric of the human he is, and that's what always drawed me to him, and, and 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 you know similar people like him. Like like we could not talk for years, and we'd go to a reunion, and sure enough, like magnets, me and him would be drawn together, right? Pick right back up where we left off. Yeah, and then being at the Scotchwood Diner. And I, I was telling her, like, we would be eating everything, and I'd be eating everything, and you'd be eating and drinking everything. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's there. We got to use it. But I, I told Meg earlier, I said, we have some funny, like, you know, not take away from what we're talking about because we really want to get into it with the George Floyd situation and, and a lot of police brutality because, obviously, you have your take from being, a, you know, I wouldn't say you're on the law enforcement side, but you, but you're on the helping side. You know, and and you have to deal with a lot of people that have come through the criminal justice system. So you get to hear their story. And and I'm sure you have run into many people that, you know, like I'm sure you've sat down with many white people, black people, Hispanic people that you're like, man, this guy's guilty as fuck. But you know what, though? He he did his time. He paid, paid his, his time. Society, paid his debt to yeah. society. He paid his debt to himself, which sometimes is even worse because like you can really like, hey, I fucked up. I need to do better, you know, and, and, and it was guilty. And, and a lot of them want to commit suicide and different things like that. And he's got to talk them off the ledge, like saying, no, man, like you don't let what happened in the past define you keep it forward. But with that being said, like, you know, yeah, me and me and Shelton, you know, you know, I consider him a dear friend and uh, we, we do like another podcast would be f funny stories of high school reunions. And drunk white girls. Why don't you guys just handle it? What did you say? We sleep together? No, we're not going to do that. Okay, so let's get into so it. So let's then. get into it. So yeah, like what? What do you think? Here's a, here's a question I saw on social media with a, a guest we're going to have later is busy, and somebody like one of his guests asked this, and I want to ask you this. What do you think it was? I know I have my opinions on this. What do you think it was about the George Floyd murder? Because mm -hmm. that's what I'm calling it, murder, that resonated with the world, okay, that no other murder of a black man or a minority Initiated. that like that basically is like everyone was like, you know what, we're angry, we're pissed off, 
white, black, Hispanic, women, men, whatever, trans, gay, like everyone collectively, they're marching in unison, protesting. And yeah, it got violent. It did get violent. And you know what? As I told you the other day, I'm like, you know what? I don't condone that. I think it's wrong, but I understand. Because at the end of the day, like black people, you had the the goat of all time in Martin Luther King Jr. Like you want to talk about the author of the peaceful protest? And then you have Malcolm X, same way. He didn't want like and both of them took bullets for the cause. And no and nothing like this has happened. And then you had Colin Kaepernick, who obviously, you know, you're a San Francisco 49ers fan, and, and you know, the guy's very talented. He could win ball games, but yet he was fired pretty much. You know what? Wasn't renewed. Blacklisted, more Black, than just yeah, fired. Yeah, like like blackballed or whatever you want yeah. the term you want to use, if that's a proper it was term. A but like, smear campaign and all he did them. was he took a knee, and they said, "Hey, why'd you take a knee with the with the anthem?" And to me, I'm a military veteran, and I have no problem with someone taking a knee. That's not disrespecting the flag. That's respecting himself, saying, "Hey." I can't watch my brothers and sisters getting killed. So I want to bring awareness. And you know what? It brought awareness. So, Shellen, I'm going to throw it to you. And if Meg has any other follow-up questions to that, like, what what do you think? And, again, I, I'll share my opinions after you why I think. But what do you think it was with this incident that really is, like, is waking up society to this? Mm -hmm. Well, you got to understand, racism has never changed. It's just been seen more in video. That's it. It's not, it hasn't changed. It's, it, you just see it now with the body cameras and people. It's just more visible, right, with the technology. It's, oh, yeah, it's more visible. But the thing is, when uh, that officer had his knee on um, this 6'6", 225-pound man's neck, and he's screaming, and you could see him peeing on himself, and you could see him bleeding, and this guy looked at everybody like, fuck you. I, I'm in charge. This is what I do. You know, nothing's going to happen to me. And when everybody saw that with all the other officers that have gotten off, um, a lot of stories that have been buried that you don't hear about, you don't see about. It was, but we see it on social media and then people bitch and moan and complain and it goes away. This one wasn't going to go away. And it was just a boiling point. And you get to a boiling point and then it boils over and you have, per se, people who just couldn't take anymore. And this is what, Colin Kaepernick was talking about. Now you have he, what he said was um, came to fruition that something and he said it. He said this was going to boil over, and it was. I saw an interview with him. He said we're going to have another situation where it's going to tear this place apart, and that's what it's doing. So, yeah, um, and it's a lot of things with the. Um, I don't have a problem with the protesting, um, the looting, and the rioting. Some of that is of the protesters, but you got to remember. You have the anarchists who are doing that. They've got caught on film. Fuck that one cop they saw at the auto zone that was doing it. Because remember, he got caught and his wife yeah, actually he had, told him he was like he in, was. He had like military grade face masks. Like, where the fuck do you get that at Walmart? And like, I still, want that and, one. And he had his beat. Yeah. And the stupid ass had his BDUs on. He still had his BDU exactly. pants on. Yeah. And it and it was and it happened in Mexico. I think it was New Mexico. I can't remember the state. It happened a few years ago where they were protesting uh, um, an African-American that got killed. And the same thing happened, but those people were smarter. They snatched the cops up that were actually breaking the windows, and it was like four or five of them, and then they all had them like surrounded, thrown on the ground, and took their masks away from them. And, they, and a couple of them even had their fucking uniform shirts on under, 
their sweatshirts. Well, so, so what are you, what are you, what are you getting at that? Like a lot of the people that are, what I'm getting at is that sabotaging. some people, okay. A lot of, this stuff a lot of the ones that I see throwing, but, but a lot of time, a lot of the ones I see that are protesting and throwing rocks through windows are white people. Yes. Like, Hey, support, stay in the back. But like, it's, it's also your fight too, because it's human justice. But the fuck are you doing? Like, like I posted on social media one day, it's like, the one dude looked like the dude from Forrest Gump, like that was like, was at the Black Panther party, like the white guy, like that was basically instigating everything. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Even with like these bricks being dropped off, like yeah. in front of police That's departments and stuff, some somebody's organizing that. Yeah, set up. and it's not the peaceful protesters. We're not going to do that. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're uh, black folks are not going to say, "Oh, let's get these bricks and all that." It, and if you always watch a protest. It always starts off peaceful, then it goes left. Yeah, true, Sheldon. But we're from Irvington originally, and we would take a free pair of Jordans. <laughs> oh, listen, I'm not. If 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 it comes across me, I'm not going to turn it down. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Just back in the day, finger discount. A five five finger discount is the pretty much best discount you can get. Exactly. <laughs> Even in Newark, we had a protest. Um. We had a yeah. protest down at the on 17th Street where the 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 precinct where the riots from the 60s took off at, and yeah. somebody was out there. Uh, she was on live and she was asking people, "Where are you from?" And they weren't from Newark, and they were like, "Listen, don't come, don't start that shit down here. Yeah. Where you think you're going to disrespect our officers?" So you had people in front of the police, in front of the um the people that came for the protest to say, but "Listen, you're not going to disrespect." Mm -hmm. You don't represent us. Don't come down here. Don't start nothing because now you're going to get your ass kicked. I yeah. did see that on CNN that one in seven people that have been arrested in New York City don't even have New York addresses. Well, see, we don't have we don't have black hate groups. Who? I mean, they try to make Black Lives Matter a black hate. Well, no, no, no. There, there are black hate groups, but they're led by white people. Yeah, they're, they're undercover because we don't we don't yeah. we don't we don't, we don't no, um, they're, they're, subscribe to that crap. No, I understand that for sure. But my my point is like that's what he's saying. You get the you get the the dude from like Forrest Gump or that one white dude walking around the beanies. Like to me, if I was a black man at those protests and I had this little piece of shit white guy coming up to me saying, Making you go look get bad. the shot. You're like, he's playing like, fuck, you're not ordering me around, motherfucker. You're not representative of this Man, group. I, was, I was even saying, I would have loved to see Shelton there, like, and that guy tried to talk to you. That would have been great. It like, wouldn't have been, been pretty, though. <laughs> I know. It like, would have been like, pretty. Get the fuck out of our town. Because he's not from there. I mean, we, we people, when you have these protests and all this stuff, and all I can say is this: We want every we we welcome people that are there that for the cause, but not if you're going to take it too far. Because if you're going yeah. to start to and, it, and it's anybody the rioting, the looting, and all that, nah, that's that's not the way to do things. Especially if you're in your own community, like Newark right. has never recovered from the, the riots that happened back in the '60s. Yeah. They've never Newark has still is still recovering. And what were those riots about? What was the movement there? Same black officer, officer, yeah. officer killing a, a armed, armed, armed black man, and um, my family actually lived right across the street from the precinct back then, and they had snipers on the roofs. It, it was yeah. crazy, and they destroyed all of Newark. But what oh, people boy. don't understand, the economic, the part of that was that all the down. If you look at downtown Newark, all you see is black stores. Yep. You see black people, but what you got to understand is before that they were all 
stores that were inhabited by Jews, Italians, Italians. whatever, but it was all yeah. white. Irish. But the thing yeah. is, when they burnt the shit down, those people left, but they didn't sell the property. So even so, even now they're still getting the rent money off of all those properties. Yeah. Uh, so those stores. So if you go to any store and you see all nothing but black folks in there. Yeah, black folks are in there running the stores, renting, renting, renting. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. yeah, they so wouldn't sell. Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't sell, and they yeah, and then they time and it, like if they pissed them off, they want them out. They raise their rent. They kick them the fuck out because it's a retail place. It's not like rent stabilized or anything like that. Sure. Yeah. And with the with, and with the Prudential Center being built down there, and mm-hmm. the different um, transportation, they um, got rid of a lot of the vendors. Then they turned around and starting to um, get the high rise. Like to get a condo downtown, you're looking at a like my my niece has a she's she's got you know she has it, but she has a studio, a, not a studio. What do you call it? a loft? I okay. think she her, her rent is damn near three thousand dollars. Sean, so let me ask you a question: uh, Do you think the answer is to flip the script? And uh, instead of building systems of oppression, you know, maybe spend more energy and money building systems to uplift. And if so, where do we start for stuff like that? All right. This is the thing, man. It's going to take. This is the thing. It's going to take about if we want to get if they if the if people want to get rid of racism, you can put you can throw money at shit all the time. That doesn't mean it's going to work. It's a. It's people have to realize like right now you're starting to see NFL players. You're starting to see the NFL teams. They're starting to have a change of heart, and they first were saying, "Oh, well, we didn't want cap because caps month it was twenty percent. We want to lose twenty percent, which was some bullshit. They didn't even think about it. Cap when he got kicked out the league, he basically had a number one selling jersey. Yeah. Um, it's not about you can put money at it, but it's people's mindsets. And once you start to, um, you really need more white people to explain it because black people can talk to you till we're blue in the face. It's just like if I have a kid and he's going through a bunch of shit and you guys are trying to talk to him and he's from Irvington or Newark or whatever, he's not going to listen to you. He'll probably yeah. listen to me before he'll listen to you. For sure. So when you start having people like you guys doing this show and they start hearing you talk about it, then things will start to open up. But you have to, it just can't be black folks always talking to white folks or trying to plead our case. We need the help of you guys because remember something, Every fucking politician right now wants to talk about MLK. MLK was the most hated man in fucking America when he was. Yeah, he was. Oh, they fucking hated him. The CIA. And he was the hated. He was the most hated man. He didn't even have a gun because he was assassinated. He a gun. No, he he didn't remember. MLK applied for a fire firearm to um, protect his family. He was denied because denied, there yeah. are they were. Oh wow. Yeah, but this is a guy that was. This was a guy that that people stoned like you want to talk about biblical shit like i've like he got hit with bricks he got spit on he got like a modern day fucking obviously stabbed he got shot like he he and you know what he knew he was gonna be killed like he just like fuck how many more times am i gonna get like you know same thing with malcolm x well you gotta remember something about ml mlk always talked peace if you ever just sat just sat and listened. You have to list, do your homework. If you just listen to his last few speeches before he was killed, he wasn't talking about peace anymore. He was talking about how he was saying, he was saying basically like this shit ain't working. Yeah. And he was starting to take on some of the teachings of Malcolm X. Yep. And that's what really made people afraid of him. Cause now 
you've got the two most prolific black leaders kind of get on the same page. Right, it's very That powerful. is dangerous for America. Yes. That's- yeah, but where is where is that next for one? For white America, yeah. But my point is like who like it wasn't Obama. Like where where is the where's where's the next MLK? Where's Who's the next the Malcolm day? X? That's my point. Yeah. You know what it, it, the thing is um we don't know. We we really don't know cuz even like people when it's saying oh but Who can we nominate? Was, I guess because Kaepernick honestly like listen, I I, I think it. Obama and his family they're they're nice people, they're great people, but you know, I think when he was elected, I think a lot of black people, a lot of my black friends thought, "Okay, racism's going to be fixed." And literally, like a month in, they're like, "When's it gonna change?" Two months in, and white cops are, we're still killing black people, and it's like, "When's this gonna change?" And now it's, it seems like it's even getting worse under Trump. So it's like, you know, but can we blame the president for it? Can we not blame the president for it? Because it's happened under a black president, happened under a white president, happened under fucking president since the beginning. Nah, it's it's worse with Trump because Trump has made those people, and you and I know some of those kind of empowered them. He's this kind of he's made them feel safer to invincible express hatred, right? Yeah. Express the hatred in even a not so hatred way. Like look at look at Drew Brees getting roasted right now. Why? What happened? I, What's well, the Drew Brees? Listen, about? with that, I have an opinion on that. Like Wait, Drew Brees. I'm not familiar. Well, here's the thing. Drew Brees with the fucking worst. Like Drew Brees throwing a football, pretty good timing. Drew Brees speaking out on a black topic, bad timing. What did he say? Like honestly. They fucking should fire him and replace him with Cap. Like, what did he say? He basically said, "Hey, um, he broke like, the flag shit again." He's like, "Oh, I still don't agree that you can kneel and disrespect the flag." If if any if listen, I'm a white guy. When I first saw that, I knew it wasn't about America or it wasn't about the flag, the country as a whole. It was about police brutality and like, hey, let's let's bring this topic up again. Because people are forgetting this topic, but my people are still being fucking murdered. Yeah. Okay? So it wasn't about, like, and here's the thing. I'm a military veteran. Mm -hmm. And if anyone has the right to speak about the flag and the honor of it and the society is like, you know what? I fought for for Colin Kaepernick's right to kneel. I fought for Shelton Thurman's right to stand up and say, you know what? Trump is enabling these people. You know, I, mean, I remember Cat was sitting on his Cat was sitting on the bench, and yeah. when he and then it was a Green Beret who said to him after he saw heard what Cat was saying, yeah, who reached out to him. Cat reached back to him and said, "Well, you, I mean, the Green Beret, you're being disrespectful to the flag. Yeah, you need to make take a knee." And yeah. that was done. That was a Green Beret who said, "Take a knee. That shows more respect." And that's, that's what respect. he did. Yeah. It does. And the first three home games, I think it was, I think it was three games, when you see Cap kneeling, it's a man with his hand on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, kneeling beret. kneeling is he like a, there with him. Yeah, it's a sense of like genuflection. It's like you're kneeling down. You're kind of bowing down and saying, hey, like he wasn't kneeling down with his fist up in the air. He wasn't trying to do like the Olympics with the you know, black power symbol. What he was fight just, the power. Fight the power, whatever. It's black power too, right? Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. But my point is he wasn't doing that. He wasn't taking his dick out and pissing on the flag or anything like that or wasn't trying to burn. Listen, you hear more about him. You think like Drew Brees, him disrespecting the flag was kneeling. What about the two white dudes at a Los Angeles Dodgers game? Remember that one in the 80s? They were trying to burn the flag 
And the guy, Rick Monday, nobody said shit about The next day, it wasn't even news anymore. Because there's this element of groupthink, yeah. like the mob mentality. When yeah. people jump on the bandwagon and demonize a person, they go, <laughs> yeah. you know, remember high school? Yeah, Breeze They bully and they that. gang up together, yeah, and Breeze. that makes it so much more powerful. Yeah, but my point is, like, that's not his fight. Yeah. And, but, and the thing is, is Drew is Drew Brees a racist? No, I don't think he's a racist. He just came from a privilege. He remember his both his parents were attorneys. Unverified. Well, he's he's yeah, it is unverified. You don't know that. No, no, no. They no, they they said yeah. he grew up. I don't think he is because the thing is, he he does put a lot of money into the to where he lives. Oh, that money, he always has. You, money could hide racism. He was he was a privilege, but he was yeah. he was somebody of privilege. So I don't want to say I don't want to sit up here and say, oh, he's a racist. I just think that he's blind because he has always been he's been basically he never had any struggles in life. Yeah, he I mean, was it's open up. He's well off. It's even so open it's up communication. He may have it opened it up because remember he apologized twice. His team is. Some of his teammates has forgiven him. Yeah. Malcolm Jenkins said, yo, you need to sit down and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, well, one of his teammates said, hey, he, he forgive me and I take that. And he's my brother and that's it. It's over. Like he apologized. Yeah, was, yeah Michael Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so and then he's done, and he, he's done, he's basically apologized twice. Now, my thing is this. Do I feel he's a racist or anything? I don't know the man, so I don't, I, I got to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Sure. So he could just be, have a, just a different, issue because he just sees somebody kneeling at the flag because he talked about his grandfathers yeah. both served guess what my, my uncle served my they served in the same wars his grandfather served in, and and these these men came home to yeah. no fucking parade they were actually uh chastised for wearing a uniform when they came home oh, yeah. couldn't find a job and they were still looked upon as fucking second or third grade citizens and they never got their fair share. Oh, I, I, honestly, I've heard old white men basically say, like what you were saying is like, they were looked upon as help. Well, they didn't want us there. They yeah. didn't want blacks even in the war. No, you but know? they called and them help. Muhammad Ali got in trouble. That's our help. They yeah. called them help and then some of them didn't like it. Remember, that's why Muhammad Ali was like, why am I going to go fight for a country that doesn't even fucking respect me? Yeah. And every black man in this country will tell you, we love this country. Yeah, but do you know how hard it is to love a country that doesn't fucking love you back? Love you back, yeah. Well, Muhammad Ali said, "I'd rather fight for Vietnam. At least I'm gonna go over there. They respect me. Like they appreciate me." And he, and yeah, yeah, because he was like, nobody in Vietnam ever did anything to him. Yeah, exactly. we didn't know what the fuck the war was about. Exactly. None still, of the wars still, represent us, guys. I, I honestly still don't. So, you know, like honestly, you know, I was in Desert Storm. I was in Desert Storm. It's like, I don't know. We were fighting for George Bush's oil. What the fuck exactly. were we fighting Exactly. That's exactly right. We're, we're fighting for some rich man to get richer off of us. Yeah, it's like, holy Nothing shit. Nothing is representative of us. It's not for our freedom. But you know, we're fighting somebody else's war. But with the Drew's Breed thing, I see what Shelton's saying. Like, honestly, Shelton, like, for years, I would say, like, you know, people would say, oh, there's white privilege. And I would be like, fuck you. There was no white privilege. You didn't grow up where I grew up. Like, if you, like, where I grew up in Hillside, Irvington, and Newark, I was the minority. Like, people beat me up because I was white. Like, hey, jump the cracker. And I'm like, fuck. And I'm looking around like, who's the cracker? You're the, I'm the cracker? And I would run. And this I, goes back to, though, not being but, black but, and white. It's no, socioeconomical, but, too. But my point is, like, here's the thing, though. In the past, I was, I'm going to say, ignorant to that fact. But now, as I'm older, and I see, like, we, I made an example earlier, Shelton. Like, I got to get pulled over by a cop. There's cops that joke with me and say, hey, can I ride like they don't give me a ticket or they now they might but 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 um 
But in the past, they were like, can I drive your car? Or what is this? And they laugh and, oh, or can I get an autograph? Or give me an RC car? Something like that, you know? Whereas, like, mm-hmm. what we talked about, I don't know, if your son Aaron, when he starts driving and he gets pulled over, chances are, if he's doing what I did, he's getting ripped out of the car with a gun to his head. That's white privilege. So now I like now I admit, like, holy shit, I do have white privilege. Doesn't mean I didn't struggle. Doesn't mean you're a white guy and you didn't struggle. You didn't come from a poor family. And you you pulled yourself up and you worked hard for it, just like any other person. But there's still some privilege. Whereas, like, hey, there's certain things I can get away from. Like I can I can go like if I was there and the Asian cop was there, like you you and I'm like screaming at him. Maybe he would have picked his fucking knee off the guy's neck. You never know, you know. But if it's a, it's a female who are also not respected in this world, and then a black man saying you're killing the guy, you know, and that was powerful. That was that was some of the most powerful audio and video representation of an event in my lifetime. Like, literally, it made me angry to watch it. But like you said, why didn't somebody come with a baseball bat and hit that guy in the face? Because they got shot by the Asian guy. We're afraid of them. We're they, afraid of how that they're going to react. Listen, that one Asian guy was posted up, ready to fucking kill someone. That's my opinion. What do you think, Shelton? He was doing what he was supposed to do, which is finally like body, basically play bodyguard while the, blue wall, the other guys right? were um, yeah. silent. Don't leave that your wingman. Pretty much. Like top gun. Uh-huh. Can't leave my wingman. Yeah, so he did what he he did what he felt he was supposed to do. And they both have a record of shootings and incidents on the police force. So we're yeah, going to see all of that shit come out when it's time for their trials. But so, they're so you, known for that shit. But you went through a police academy, Shelton, and you know how they train you there. And as as I went through two police academies, one in the military, you know, being a military police officer, um, and then also obviously, you, you know, the, the one in New Jersey for the Juvenile Justice Commission and stuff like that, as we talked about. Like, you know, you know they don't train you to be fair to people. Like, you know that well, they train you to handcuff people. And, it's a little different. Yeah. Nowadays, maybe. But when we went through the school. No, when I went through, it was pretty much the same. Yeah. But the problem is, you don't. it's not the, always the academy. It's um the academy will tell you whatever. And then you'll always have your officers. Like when I was in, it was us. It was Orange. I was with Orange at the time. It yeah. was Orange. It was, um, Ir- it was Ir- Irvington, different towns. So we may have been represented by about, I want to say, 10 different towns. Yep. Um, Including Morris Plains, which so the thing was, you'll have your your um, guys in the academy that are training you, and you'll have certain officers who say, "Forget all that shit when you get out. When you get here, we're going to show you how to really be a cop." As with anything, and I think that a lot of um, I, I think yeah, but, a lot of what the he's cops saying that, is what he's saying is the 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 he, what he's saying is that that the um academy will treat you the book like the the right. the, the hey the vanilla and then when you're in the field it's in different the field rules. the cops like hey this is how it really is it's a whole different story we're gonna fuck with people like hey it's okay it's okay to commit a crime to catch the criminal we don't care about due process we will plant shit like i started with We'll plant meth on a person just because we know they're doing something else. And then if you else. look the other way on something I did wrong, I'll have your back whenever you fuck up a little yeah. bit. And, you know, we all kind of yeah. take care of each other in the sense, right? Yeah, that's what That's they, the understanding. See, and those bad cops, they miss... So the bad cops, they even miscommunicate the thin blue line. Like, that's meant to be like, hey, we're in the same profession and there's camaraderie there. 
but the bad cops took it to be like, don't snitch on your brother, you know, which is fucked up. Right? Yeah, there's always going to be that blue shield. And the thing is, what I've always I've noticed um, when I was with Orange, it's, it's kind of weird, but a lot of officers, and not saying all officers that are bad are actually come in racist. One of the problems is, like, if you're going in Orange and East Orange, which are predominantly um, black cities, yeah, majority of the cops on that three to eleven shift, or no, I'm sorry, excuse me, the seven to three shift are fucking white, and They're I'm like, white. wait a minute, you guys aren't even from that town. community. So yeah, so it's like you, <laughs> not, you're not from the, you're not from here. So what happens is, even if you come in there with an open heart, and you feel that you're going in here to help this community, and you pull up and it's a situation because remember something, cops are never called in for a cookout. Or to have fun, yeah. you're called to stop a problem. There's an issue. Well, there's a cookout. Invite me, because so when you come into a the scene, <laughs> they are. Oh, we got the best shit. They're fucking. Bad. So let me ask. So Shelton, but Shelton, let me ask you a question. That's another topic. We'll do that remote from a cookout. So let me ask you a question. Obviously, and it's a parallel to like the electoral college. Okay, the electoral college is around for a reason for the uh, vote the president. So everyone's representative. Why isn't there strict residency requirements in like, I think you want a start. Here's a start to fix police, you know, white police killing black men or even black police killing black men or killing anyone. If there's a residency requirement and the people that are policing the community are representative of the community. So if I'm in a community, when I was in Newark, shit, 90% of my community was black. Okay. Why wasn't 90% of the police force black? Okay. Because don't you think they'd be more sympathetic to to the what is going on in the community and under the standard psychology like, like, of the residents you know what more? i mean like because sometimes hey do you really need to lock no, no, up everyone well, it was it's still no it, but they're cheating no, still, it. no no actually people no 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 this is what happens back then when we were kids a lot of those you know the, the townships were diverse there were a lot of white people that still lived in Irvington and newark and things of that oh nature. Yeah, yeah now what happens is when you take the civil service test it's supposed to be like with Newark. Newark says Newark residents only, so you yeah. can you have to be living you have to live in Newark. But then you have East Newark, which is predominantly Portuguese. Or oh, I thought anyone like in Essex County could be a cop in Newark. Well, no, you have to. Newark's is, Newark works a little different. Newark's yeah. is um, their when their stuff comes out and it should be coming out soon to take the police um test, law enforcement usually for Newark it'll say Newark. Orange will say orange, and then it'll say something like orange, east orange, and then say the next town, then the rest of Essex County. So that's how it works. But I guarantee you that's not representative. If 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 we get the numbers, it'll be interesting to see if we can research the numbers. How many people, what's the mix of, you know, what's the mix of people, that basically the census, and what is the representation of white cops, versus black cops versus Hispanic cops versus, you know what I mean? Like, so if I'm in Newark and I know like, Hey, you know, down neck or down ferry street is a big Portuguese area. If that's me, I'm, if I'm the chief of police there on ferry street, I'm putting all Portuguese cops down there that can speak the language and their community policing and their feet on the ground. If I'm in a black community and, and, and I'm putting, you know, my best, you know, black cops there and maybe even bring a white guy with them to say, okay, this is how you do it. I think there's more at play than that, too. I think that when 
the wrong people get authority, they abuse their power. And that doesn't, that's not just strictly for white people. It's all people do this. Yeah. And I mean, there's a thing that say, you look oh, yeah. Up. I mean, the, the, the worst, the worst, the worst runnings I've had in my life with other law enforcement officials, they've usually a, a fucking nerd who you could tell got his ass. They got his ass kicked in high school. Growing up. Yeah. And then yeah. now all of a sudden he has authority. He got picked Right. On, you know, I've always had everybody, every police officer I've had that gave, that I had an issue with, it was always that person. Never the guy on who a power could trip. Yeah, but me straight Sean, in the face. Yeah, but Sean, could people give me a run don't for my money. You. We could just talk and everything was good. So like, Sean, you look very good on, on the camera right now, but like people, like you're a very imposing man. Okay, like you're a big dude. I don't think so, but yeah, you, you do. Know. Like, so my point is, <laughs> and here's the other thing too: is here's the other thing, like last time I checked too, last time I checked, you're a black man, so you're a big black dude. Yeah. Okay. That's more so, than anything. But my point is, so when you get a cop, you know, I hate to tell you this, but you know, again, I I have friends that are cops that are white, you know, white cops and different friends. I have black cop friends and everything. It's like. And I'm telling you right now, when they when they pull people over and out comes a Shelton, who's a Your presence big alone dude, intimidates who, them. who, yeah, I mean, Shelton carries himself as a proud man. And, 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 and you know, you could say he's confident, borderline cocky, you know, but and, and he's confident. And he and, and here's the thing. He's educated. He knows. You forgot asshole. Don't forget the part. Asshole. Always. <laughs> I get asshole. called asshole more than anything. Oh, yeah. He's an asshole. asshole. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Like. But see, Shelton, like my point is, Shelton's a smart, smart guy. So he's going to be like, hey, what'd you pull me over for? Did I commit a crime? And then he can say, oh, you did this. No, I didn't. And he can step out of the car. I don't need to step. Like Shelton, I mean, Shelton is respectful, but at the end of the day, some cops are going to be intimidated by him, okay, just because of his color, you know? Okay. And, and, and it's, I'm right, right? I mean, that's why, like, you, and it's typically the little white cop that fucks with him. But you and you have to know where you're at. Now here yeah. in the state of New Jersey, it's totally different, different than somewhere in Virginia when you see all the oh, I don't have to get out the car or I don't have to do that. That's bullshit in New Jersey. In yeah. New Jersey, if you get pulled over, you know, and depends on who pulls you over. Like yeah. I remember <laughs> the, the 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 best part about being when I was with Orange, when I was with the law enforcement, the best part about it was. A lot of the cops, I had a, I had a 96 Impala sitting on 22 inch rims tinted out. So you couldn't. Ooh. Look at you bragging. Look at you bragging. All right, fine. No, I love that. Yeah, I love that fucking car, bro. I, did you have the wheel spinners? But anyway. Yeah. Did you have I the had, spinners? No, of course. Look, they're spinning. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I, I wasn't, I was I wasn't spending 20,000. I wasn't spending $20,000 on no rims. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just fucking with you like Chris Rock. I love Chris Rock. Yeah. Hey. Um, but I remember getting pulled over by the state. State troopers pulled me over. They said I did a rolling stop, which I did do. So they made a U-turn. He came up behind me. So I'm on a one-way street. I'm actually- We call that the California stop. Uh-huh. Right. I'm like, is that illegal? Yeah. So next thing you know, I've got six cars surrounding me. <gasps> head on. They damn near hit my bumper. Man. One behind me. Then I had the other. It was like three more. They came. And they literally had me pinned in. Now, mind you, I pulled them in a parking space. And I hear the driver. Put your keys on top of the hood, on the roof. So I do all that, and then they skirt in, and I'm looking. They're all behind their doors, and I'm like, hello? How are you? I got all my shit in my hand. He said, you know why I stopped you? Yeah, rolling stop. 
Here's my ID. Oh, sorry. Have a nice day. That's it. Wow. And that was it. And I'm like, but doesn't that leave you with a bad taste in your mouth? What? Mm -mm. This is what you have to understand. It was state troopers coming in Irvington because we had a lot of violence and certain things going on in Irvington. They called the state troopers in. And what you got to understand so you is feel like that was warranted. We called the state troopers a nickelback. It wasn't warranted, but they don't they have to feel safe. And the thing is, they don't know because I remember I've seen situations when people say, oh, is, is a cop fighting somebody or there's a situation and all of these cops for this one girl. And no, it's all of these cops for this one cop. So they come. It's like a gang. The biggest gang is police officers. Fuck the blood. Fuck the Crips, the Latin Kings, Nick Ties, and MS-13. The biggest gang in America is the police. No, we, yes. we used to have a saying in the Army, we're part of the biggest gang in the world, but we, we like, it was the U.S. Army. But Oh, well, I said in America. I say the world. I said America. The, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> in America, we, we would. But in the Army, see, in the Army, and I don't, I don't know about other people's Army, but my Army, we didn't see black or white. We just saw green. And everyone had the same last name, and it was U.S. Army. Your first name was your last name, and your last name was U.S. Army. And that's how I was trained, and that's how that's why I could count on my brother to my left or to my right. And my brother to my left or to my right could be one could be a white female or a black female, and and or a black man or a Hispanic man, and it didn't matter where you were from. But that's like you depended on that person. But that's the same kind of solidarity that that leads to abuse of power. Yeah. That's the same thing the cops are doing. Yeah. I mean, in the military, we kind of have a more, like, in my military. But when a guy commits more, a war crime a yeah. overseas, you know, yeah. because of that solidarity, you don't intervene. No, and we did. I was a military police officer. We took that shit very seriously. Like, if there was crimes against humanity, we were locked them up. We didn't play games in my unit. But again, it's who your leader was. So, right. like, the speed of a company, the speed of... You know, that's an Iditarod statement. So, you know, Iditarod with the dogs. The uh -huh. speed of the pack is equal to the speed of the leader. Uh -huh. We'll get into those business podcasts another time, but it's really who the leader is. And to Shelton's point, with, you know. But Trump's our leader right now, and well, you said Trump to, doesn't influence. That's, that's the Shelton uh, in a different way. I mean, my point is like, hey, if you're a business guy or you're, you're working and you go out and work hard, you know, you can make money. Like, Trump's not going to stifle your income. I mean, now, yes, since everything's shut the fuck down. And, but my point is, like, on this, on this case, you know, I, I agree with Shelton saying, hey, if your leader is letting you get away with this and you feel enabled, you, then, then people are going to be more brazen to fuck shit up. Right, Sheldon? Well, yeah, and the other thing is, when it comes to the law enforcement part, when cops start realizing that they can't, you, you can't always when you know you have a part, you have a partner or you have somebody in your department who's rogue and you just kind of let him get away with the shit because you wear the same uniform. You have to just cut that shit out. Now, I know personally, like for my friends from Irvington, I've seen a couple of white cops treat some people bad um, and they knew it was some racist shit. Now, don't get me wrong. When they got back to the police station, that white cop, there's a couple of white cops who got their ass just kicked in that locker room by the other black cops for being racist or taking things a little too far. But it's, but it, that's very seldom does that happen. Now, once you start these cops that don't belong in the police department out, once you get them out, things will look a little bit different. And it doesn't have to be a bunch of, oh, it's going to be just black cops in black areas or like in um, Crown Heights. Crown Heights, with all of the Jews, they have that's their own fucking um, police officers. 
And you, I, y'all got your own fucking police out there. Like Jews have been doing ever since this pandemic shit. Jews have been like the city Jews have been like, fuck y'all. We're going to do what we want to do. And I just watched the yep. video last night. I didn't post it. But I just watched the video last night of um these cops, uh, Hasidic Jews just basically pushed through the cops and they're they're fighting with the guy trying to arrest him and other people are trying to get involved and they're like, step back, please step back, step back. But then they show, you go five miles down the street and they're, they're throwing black kids around and, and tasing them and pepper spraying them just for standing on, just for standing in front of a store, mm-hmm. you know? So there, you know, things like that have to change. And to be honest with you, when I looked at Newark police, I mean, Newark, New York police, they're one of the biggest, they're the, some of the worst fucking cops I've ever seen in my life. Like I hate going into New York and having to deal with their cops. Tell us how you I, really I'm feel. Like, I, I pray when I go out there, I don't have to deal with them because they are the biggest, fuck them, they're the biggest assholes there are. Well, I and, heard LAPD. And I know they're not all that way, but nine out of 10, you're going to run up upon an asshole. Yeah. Huh? I, I heard a lot you about LAPD. Who was messed up? LAPD? Uh-huh. Well, I, when I go out to L, I've only been out to L, when I've only been out to LA like a handful of times. I never really had to deal with them. But when I go to New York, it's a whole. whole it's like Jesus. The New York Christ. Police Commissioner. They'll just hop, because they, remember they ride around undercover, so they'll hop out of a cab. You think it's, you know. A lot of that's what changed the neighborhood too, though. Like all the undercovers. He used to do some stuff. He was on the radio yesterday. Uh huh. Well, it didn't always. It didn't really change. I think it turned over. They started fucking with people when when Bloomberg had that stop and frisk. Uh, like, yeah. that shit was crazy. That that shit was one of the worst. Meg actually likes that. That's one of the worst things you could ever do to people. My, my, Meg prefers to be frisked. He's making a sexual comment. I'm not making a sexual comment. That's a TSA. <laughs> I know. I know. It's all good. Anyway, yeah. it's, it's I don't I, listen. I don't I don't want a guy you know just who wants to, somebody just hopping out of a car or walking up to him just because I'm I'm black. And I may not have a suit on that day, but I'm in New York, I'm in Harlem, I'm in Brooklyn, and I got on a T-shirt, and I may have a, a red T-shirt on a blue, and they think my blood are cripping, like, yo, come here, um, empty your pockets, What's, and then just start yeah. frisking you to see what the fuck I got on me. No, get the fuck out of here, not touching me. Yeah, that's such a violation. Like, no, but so, that was the law. So, Shelly, yeah, obviously. But it was cool. Now, I, I want to finish up with this question, because I think it's an important question. Obviously, you have a lot of people that are white that consider you a friend. Whether you consider them a friend or not, I know for a fact that a lot of white people look up to you. They consider you a friend. And and here here here's the thing. You know, as a black man, okay, um, and, and, you know, fuck, as a very smart person in the world, in my opinion, who I highly respect, what can, what advice can you give to other black men or women on the conversations they could have to sit down to have that tough conversation with their white friends to say, listen, this is how we as black people, we need you to help us in this way. And this is how you can help us. Cause it's certainly not, Hey, go fucking throw a brick through it and pretend you're helping us because that's not helping us. That's making everyone look bad. So as like, you know, as a, like, what would you say to all your white friends out there? Like, Hey, this is how we need you to help. If anything, like Shellen, I'm telling you, I'm telling all my black friends, Hey, if you can use my white privilege to help this cause, I don't care how we get to the end. I don't care how we fix the problem. I really don't. But we need to fix the problem. So the end, to me, justifies the means. So my point is, like, and maybe that's the wrong statement, but I want to do everything in my power. That's why I started this podcast, for stuff like this. So 
but again, like Ellen got roasted and blasted or canceled for saying people of color. There's people like I have black friends that have said, call me that. I've had black friends that say, call me a black man. And I've had black friends that call me African-American. So it's like, you know, just to not to defend white people, but there's some fucking confusion, you know, where it's like how much or less people can help. And I don't think people wanted to ever ask that question, but I'm asking you as a black man, what can I do as a white man or as a white woman to help you out? Right. I feel like solidarity is important here. The divisive yeah, with the white him, versus black it, is like, already a problem. Like here's the thing though, it's again, and not to say again, people are like, oh, all lives matter. No shit. But we're not talking about that because like, yeah, they all do matter. But guess what? Black lives matter. And black people are the ones being killed and being oppressed the most. More so. Okay. Yeah. Not Native Americans, not Mexicans, not Because they already I mean? wiped them out. Well, but my point is, so, so that's the question. Can, can, how do you answer that? Okay, the first thing you got to say is this. The first thing is, if you're talk, if a black person is talking to you about black lives matter, about this whole thing, the worst thing you can tell people is all lives matter because that kind of dilutes the whole situation of black I agree. lives matter. So you don't really want to mention all lives matter. You know, we, yes, or everybody's life matter. Yeah, fucking trees yeah. lives matter. All that shit. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, trees but it you does. say all lives matter. Everybody looks. Everybody looks like, hey, what the fuck? No, don't don't even bring that shit up. It's the ignorant. best thing to do is to listen. You have to listen to what people are saying to you. Sometimes when we have things like I was talking to you, Bill, about the Thirteenth Amendment on Netflix, things of that nature. Um, when you see your legislation, you see you see the the see the people that are in office who aren't doing anything for their their um, communities. You got to be able to go out here and vote. But the best thing to do is just to listen to people and sometimes do your research and listen to some of this, the things that somebody like a killer Mike says or somebody I like what Malcolm Mike. used to talk about. And Mike is Mike should be running for he should be running for office somewhere. Really? You know? But he 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 is a very he is a very, very intelligent man. You know, people think, oh, killer Mike, he's a rapper. Him and T.I. Yeah. T.I. Too, uses too many fucking big words and sometimes not in the right um format or whatever but yeah. he's another yeah, person that if you just listen oh, to high. some of these people unconventional and some or, or michael or michael eric dyson there are certain people that we listen to we do have certain leaders but none of them have made to that point to step up to be that main person yet so there's certain people you just have to listen to just listen like they like i always tell my kids and even some of the guys that I deal with the adults i'm like listen they come home and they start bitching and yeah, 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 yeah. i'm like listen God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. Listen sometimes twice as much as you speak. And that way you'll be fed. You'll hear some things that you, and you'll listen to different perspectives of things because this whole thing is turning the way it is and it's um, going to turn into a positive thing at one point. And that's because it's not just black people taking up this fight. It's these younger white people that have come to the forefront as well. You know, because... I think as time goes around, I think racism, you'll have less kids, white kids, really believing in the racism part. You really will. And then hopefully some of these older black folks will stop, um, you know, feeding in and doing certain things. Like, if you remember, remember, Bill, you told me about that last that last dance shit with Michael Jordan, how you like that? Well, I enjoyed watching it for sure. sure. Yeah. Okay, but let me ask you a question. 
there was a one main character that wasn't on that show. And I ain't talking about Scotty. Reinsdorf? I ain't talking about fuck no. the Horace Grant. The coach? Fuck him. Um, I'm talking about Craig, Hod- Craig Hodges. Craig Hodges. Who's that? Do you know why Craig Hodges was so important to that? Craig Hodges. <laughs> okay, Craig Hodges is the only man other than Larry Bird to win the three-point shooting contest on the fucking and, and he went in the, in the all-star game craig hodges was the leading three-point shooter in the nba and was on those teams with michael jordan but what happened was when they went to the white house to see bush craig hodges who was always who was growing up in a politically active home he he asked he wore dashiki to the white house and he tried to give the president a letter and the letter he could, they said he couldn't hand it to him, so he gave it to one of his assistants. And the letter just asked him that he needed to do more stuff in the black community. Well, obviously, the White House had a problem with that, and Craig Hodges was cut the next was cut. I didn't know that. Michael Jordan f- failed to omit, um, failed to he he failed to talk about it. And he omitted Craig Hodges. From well, him, you know why? He was the number one three-point leader in the fucking NBA and won the three-point shooting contest three years in a row. Well, he was when he was with the Bulls. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that, but it makes sense because guess why, Sheldon? Shelton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Republicans buy sneakers. That's the Jordan line. That's the Jordan line. That's the Jordan thing. You got to remember something, man. Even with with um, Chris Jackson. Abdul Raouf. Remember, he was the second yeah, point Abdul guard Roche, in the NBA yeah. behind um behind um Allen Iverson. And that was the first controversy when it came to the American flag because he didn't he did not want to um stand during the um and when they were doing the anthem in the NBA game. So he agreed that he would stand there and not place his hand over his heart, but he would pray. And that's yeah. what he did. Oh, I remember. And then they put him out of the remember his contract was up, they put him out of the league. And he was the second best point guard behind Allen Iverson. So this shit been going on, you know. We, you know, so people say they didn't like what um, Smith and um, Carlos did in um, at the Olympics, and or what Ali did. But then look at look at look at um, Abdul Look at Craig Hodges now. Look at Colin. Yeah, peaceful protest. And, and hell, Craig Craig didn't even protest. He just sent the he just asked the pre- gave the president a letter. A letter, yeah. And he was out of the NBA. His career was over. That shit was. Who was who was? Yeah, who was the president? Who was the president at that time? Who was the president at that time? Don't blame it on Trump. That was what ninety two. Who? No, Bush. No, no. Bush. Uh, Bush. Yeah, one or two. It was Bush. It was in ninety. No, that was that was two, wasn't it? That was no, no, no. Bush was one. That had been one because that was in the early nineties. Yeah, Bush won. So they say he was. So, but um, you know, think you know, thousand points of light. Shit's happened. Huh? So those are the things you have to do. Listen to listen mm-hmm. to other people, and then sometimes you also have to look at the history. Our history is not in any of these history books. I agree. Everybody can talk about Obama, Martin Luther King. You could talk about. Um, you could well, talk I mean, about in our Michael history Max, book, obviously, I went. They don't even have them in there. I went to the same high school you did, so obviously, and uh, I mean, yeah, we had Martin Luther King. Uh, Malcolm X and, and, you know, Harriet Tubman and, you know, the, and, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln and the Emancipation Proclamation, but anything more than that, we didn't have like, you know, I don't remember 
George Washington Carver or or any of the prominent, you know, black figures that helped shape the fabric of America. Like think think about this. Like honestly, I I don't, I don't know too many white people that don't like love black culture as far as the music. Like me, like where I grew up, fucking I love Motown. Well, you know that. Like I fucking shit. You know, I, I'm listening to all Motown, the Temptations, the Commodores, the shit, you know, um, you, you name it, you know, that that's uh shit. They want the, what the Commodores were from Hillside, right? Or the it was I know Cool in the Gang or something. Cool in the Gang. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Cool in the Gang. Like celebrate good times. Anyway, and she don't know. She's too young. I love Motown. She's a, so. No, no, no. But my point is, like, growing <laughs> up, you know, me and you, Run DMC was the shit, man. I had the Adidas with the fat shoelaces and Kango and La Tigra, right? You know, all that shit. Yeah, but now, you know, but they, they, people love the culture. Yeah. And uh, I forgot the name of that um, woman. They were just We were just watching her, that professor who, when King was, um, when Dr. King was assassinated, she took her class. And she said that um she split she split her kids into blind you know blonde and what brown eyes and blue eyes and then of course it was less kids with blue eyes and she basically did a study and basically had those kids being black folks and they didn't you know she and they it just was like the start of it and she did something a few years ago when she asked all the kids in her class if they were racist if they believed in certain things and they asked well okay well if you think America is so fair. Would you want to be treated like a black person? Anybody in this classroom right now, there's a couple of hundred people in her seminar. If you want to be treated like a black person in America, raise your fucking hand. And nobody raised their damn hand. Yeah. You know, so it's like some women like her. And I think she's, she's still alive. I know she's up there in age. Um, I got to start posting some of her videos again. She, I, forget, I can't. Her yeah, name, I recently I, I saw just, that. Too I just watched her, her stuff. Yeah, I just I, I, I draw a, a total blur. I used to watch it. She actually, somebody actually had a page for her a few a few years ago. I used to watch some of her seminars and the shits were great. Man, very, very um, smart woman. But you just need to, um, it has to be a collective thing. We can't do it on our own. Remember, we're the minority in this country. Well, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, I mean, uh, shit. I mean, yeah, there's not a white person alive that would want to be treated like a black person. And guess what? There's not a black person alive that wants to be treated like a black person. You want to know why? Because it's not equal. As it stands now, yeah. yes. It's not equal. You yeah. know, and, and I mean, because my thing is this: it's tough to be a. It's a, it's always been tough. You know, it was you love your black skin. I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be anything but black. Yeah, but I, I always like I told you that last yeah. conversation. You know, and I love my. I I love my family. I love I love all my friends. But guess what? If I'm in a if I have a situation with a police officer and he comes at me the wrong way, sometimes you're, you know, it's like, eh, if this isn't going to go the way it's supposed to, am I going to die on my knees or go out on my sword? Yeah. And you have to think of things like that situation. And I mean, and it's all, and it's, and that's anywhere. I don't know if but also you, you got to watch that video on Bloomfield that, that, that um, kid on. was gotten to a, uh, that's true. No, you don't. But guess what? Sometimes, you don't know. That's the problem with America. A lot of us don't know what a cop's agenda is when he pulls you over late night somewhere. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. You don't know what their agenda is. You you never know. I mean, police are moody. You know, just like anybody else, they're moody. Maybe they didn't get laid that day. Who the fuck knows? You you never know. Yeah. You know, let maybe me, boyfriend and shit was. You let know. me. But let me ask you another question. It is what it is. I don't know. 
Let me ask you another question though. Mm -hmm. Again, cops were, you know, white black. There's black cops that treat black motorists or whatever. They're pulling somebody over. I've seen black cops very disrespectfully treat black men or black women and also shoot and kill black men. Like, do you think it's, do you think it's, obviously that thing's not a race thing, you know? Confirmation bias. But my point is, do you think it's more of, hey, a white, do you think it's more of the white cop killed a black man because he's racist or that just cops are just insensitive and they think everyone's a fucking criminal, so they're just killing them? It's a good this question. Um, when it comes to that situation, it's a no. It's a great question. Let me break that down to you. Back long time ago, you never saw two black cops rolling together. No. You usually had a black cop with a white cop. Yeah, like I said earlier. Yeah, the white cop used to always be the the elder. The white cop would always be the elder one. So guess yeah. what? He was training that black cop. Yeah. He was training that black cop, and he and, you know and once. Uh, you, if you get if, if me and you guys are me and you are, say say me 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 and you are, me and you Bill we're partners all right we pull over a young black kid that's a good crew you the car you're going off on him yeah. whatever the case may be you know what I'm saying you're going you you just having a bad day you're going off on a kid I'm just standing there so he's looking at me like yo man you ain't gonna fucking help me this motherfucker going off and you just gonna stand there you fucking sell out you this you coon you gonna hear all of that shit or even if he doesn't say it he's looking at you like that's fucked up. So yeah. now what happens is, and that's all over the place. So now what happens is no matter what color you are, black people see that, they just see that, they see that badge, they see that shield, they see that fucking, um, that uniform. Because remember some police department, the police department was what? Originally slave chasers. Police department was number slave chasers. That's what they, that's what it started at. Wow. That's what the police have been. And that's deep. And that's how they've always looked. Said? Remember, there was no police officers. That's fucking. That's deep. the history of police. Look it up. Police were slave chasers. We're gonna look it up. We got. We got. So this is a professional show, Shelton. We're gonna look up that shit. <laughs> but but so my point is, yeah, all right. What up. about? What were. So here's the thing. So I follow this guy on Instagram, and I suggest everyone else do too. And he's a police officer, and well, now he's a sheriff. I think in Charlotte, North Carolina. But he was a police officer in South Carolina, and uh, his Instagram handle is Heavy Mac, right? And Shit, where's my phone? Uh-oh. Where's my phone? What about him? Well, I'm saying people need to follow him. Fuck, my phone's gone. I gotta try to find my phone. But anyway, like, he gets it. Like, he's a brilliant black police officer. He gets what community policing is. And, like, honestly, he should probably be one of the ones that sets the curriculum on how to train cops going forward because he gets it, you know? I don't know. I lost my phone. Shit. I want to bring you up. You have the guy. to. Um, I got in it. order to, in, in order to be a, a good cop, in order, in order to be a good cop in America, you got to be a counselor too. And cops. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. You know, you, you have to be like like if you remember that um incident when they were chasing that guy in that navigator, and they shot it all up because he was driving erratic. He was actually fucking having a seizure, and they wound up killing the guy. And it's like you're trained. To notice shit like that, like you're you're actually trained to notice if somebody's having a, a medical episode, like a seizure, because you smell you smell the almonds on them, because it smells like almonds or some kind of shit like that. I forgot, but um, you're supposed to be trained for stuff like that. 
And the thing is, black cops have been some a lot of black cops have been trained by white officers or they've gotten tired of getting, you know, yelled at, cussed out by their own people that they're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do the job and I'm going to treat everybody like shit, you know, and, and that's just what it comes down to. I've been, you know, yelled at, cussed out my time there. And I'm like, OK, this, you know, OK, whatever. And you keep it moving, you know. I've been called all types of names and shit. Okay, whatever. But I'm just going to get this over with and keep it moving. Because at the end of the day, your job as a police officer is to get home safe. You were right. It's a a rough job. It's a a lot of it's a rough job. And I remember we did a study when I was when I was a criminal justice major in college, my um, last year. And when we did, and I had a lot of um, cops in my classes, and they said um, they did a blind survey through the country, and. (laughs) Most cops became a cop because they could get it to carry a gun, not to protect and serve, not to give back to their community. No, to carry a fucking gun. That was the number one reason most cops became cops, to carry a gun. Back to the, the power struggle. Well, I go to Australia a lot. You obviously know that from my racing. And only cop, only cops have guns there. And same thing in New Zealand. Like uh, I think if you're a farmer, is China, China and Japan like that too? They only have guns. So only Japan, like farmers. I'm, there's a guy. It actually he's a racer, but he's also a farmer. Like you get multitasking. Like literally, this guy. His name is Greg Gartner. He's a farmer and he's a potato farmer, and we call him Smiley, happiest guy in the world probably. And he makes the potatoes for McDonald's French fries down in Australia. And I'm like, you got a gun? He's like, I'm allowed to because I'm a farmer. Because it protect his crops and from aboriginals or for whatever, you know, people trying to, you know, that was for like animals, animals too. Yeah, but <laughs> okay. yeah, sometimes you know. Anyway, but my point is, he uh, cut that line. <laughs> just kidding. The um, I'm just kidding. No censorship here. Um, yeah. So, but the crime levels there are not what we see here at all. And then same thing. Honestly, even shit, New Zealand and Australia, they're running back to normal already even with their covid thing you know like they didn't they didn't get hit look at their numbers they didn't hit nowhere near like us so like obviously they're doing something right but maybe maybe i don't know maybe the politicians in america are too ignorant to open their ears and listen and see what's working in other countries now i'm not saying do socialism or do anything like that you could still be a democracy but you could still you know take what is working in other societies you know they're just not doing it well, New Zealand has like the, the lowest decision rate in the country because their jails aren't like jails. They're kind of like kind of damn near like resorts and everybody has to go to school and class and get educated there. That's why they have such a low recidivism for coming back yeah. out. But our country, I don't know if it's the fact that we're just too high and mighty to look at what other people are doing. I don't know what the situation is when it comes to that. But um, we can definitely we we have more people incarcerated in America than two of the top countries next to us combined the two next largest countries come well, well we're small but the largest countries come we have more of them combined of people incarcerated well i think the, which is the ridiculous american, we got more than russia russia's the next one right somebody, I think I think, somebody else combined would you agree with this statement i've always said this from the beginning and obviously i had an inside look at it going through a police academy and doing that stuff and uh other things um i i really think that the united states criminal justice system is one big collection agency like it's about they care more about generating revenue and 
to me, it, it's like, hey, they want to violate people on parole. And there's a two-part question, Shelton. It's it's like they want to do that, and they like say, fuck it, let's put them in jail, which creates more revenue and more money and and for that. But what do you say to the people out there that say, you know what, once a criminal, always a criminal, they can't – they're it, the you know, they're going to be part of the recidivism and they're going to be a repeat offender and they can't get, because, you know, I know for a fact that you've worked with former felons, you know, and uh, to me, it's like, okay, if you're a felon, you know, you shouldn't have that label on you for the rest of your life. Like, like, it, like if they pay their debt to society, they're a former felon, in my opinion, they fucked up when they were younger or whatever. But my point is like, I know for a fact that you've worked with people and you know, you know for a fact that there's people you've worked with that will never commit another crime for the rest of their life, and they're productive members of society because they were given a second chance or even a third chance. Like, what do you say to that? Like, people we say make out of jails and correct. First of all, we, we got our correctional institutions. Our correctional institutions don't correct shit. They lock you up. They hold you there. Depending That's on how long powerful you make it, a job with R marker because you're not like. You know, you don't correct shit there. You just basically house people there. You may give them a job working for a, a company because some of these companies use the free labor they get from um, the institutions to do their um, to do their bidding. So you wow. have warehouse workers losing their jobs to fucking inmates in jail. So when you don't show people how to do some things better, like I'll give you an example. If you go to a federal prison, like we know we have a couple of federal ones here in Jersey. Yeah, they have a program. That if you go to this program, and these are for the federal inmates. Now, you know, federal inmates are a little different than regular inmates. But if you go through federal, you're not mandated to go get your, I don't think you're mandated to get your, I think you're mandated to get your high school diploma if you don't have one. But they also have a course taught by Princeton professors. They go to the prison. And if you complete those courses, you can have a fucking degree from Princeton. Wow. Oh, wow. You know that? But guess what? Nobody fucking goes in the federal prison. Now, if they put that shit in somewhere like Northern or Rawway or Garden State, it'd be you'd have a, a shitload of people trying to do that and get out and do something better. Nobody wants to. I tell people all the time, you have some people that have three bids in them, which means yeah. they'll do a bid maybe for you do, do a couple of years, probably get locked up, get another bid. And then that third one, either they're going to do it or they're not going to do it. They learned their lesson. But if you give them the tools, such as certain programs, college, you know, you, they took all the college degrees out of prisons. Yeah. So the yeah. if you give them well, you know why? tools and certain trades. You know why? You, 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 and it, again, I don't, I don't agree with this. I don't agree with this statement I'm going to make. It's a facetious statement. But you can't have an educated black man or a black woman. Oh, no. God forbid that happens. It's always... But my, you know what I'm saying, Sheldon? God forbid a black man has wealth. Yeah. Look what they did to Kobe. Yeah, over some chick. They tried to, they tried to kill it. You know, they tried to um, take that man's career over some chick. So, what about the whole you know, innocent until proven guilty in America? Do you think that yeah. that is something that's facilitated, or is Hello? it the opposite? Hello. That's never. That's that's never. That doesn't work here in New Jersey. That doesn't work here as a black man. If you're gonna. Guilty. This is the thing. If I get if me and Bill get pulled over for the same shit, Bill may be able to stay in his car. They may pull me out. Oh, not me. I'm different. You know, search my car. My you know, body different. Well, you'll probably go to fucking jail. 
Yeah, me, no, I'm going right to jail. I'm going to be on suicide watch for 72 hours naked with my dick hanging out. Yeah, you're probably, yeah, yeah. True story. True story. Happened Doc- to a friend of mine. Yeah, you you got to, yeah. Yeah, they don't like. Yeah, yeah, Bill's got a history over there in Pennsylvania. He may be they, don't like, Jersey. they don't like opinionated people forever that questions their authority. Yeah, anybody you know? who's anti-establishment. How, how dare you? How dare you be unconventional? How dare you educate yourself from the city and have money don't and have a fucking opinion? You know, and don't kiss my ring. You know, like Kobe. Kobe's a brilliant motherfucker, but like Kobe, let's talk about him for a second, right? And then we're going to let you go because we got other people to get on and the sun's getting there, and but we can always have you back on. Kobe wasn't only speaking about, about black problems. He's also speaking about women problems. Like he was tackling two things at once. His goal, because he loved his children so much, he wanted, he's like, I want the WNBA, which is more pure basketball, to be more popular than the NBA. And what what did you just do? You just attacked every rich billionaire in America almost. Yeah. From the concept people that own the concession stands, from the people, you know, the the, the R marks of the world, like you said, from the, the arena owners to the the, the uh like what's that one basketball owner that they, he fucking had to go with that cocksucker. What was his oh, name? Oh, that racist guy who had like a young Sterling. Oh, a little a little yeah. Donald yeah. Sterling. Dead yet? He was kind of old. <laughs> he might that's be dead. That's how I feel about that like, whole generation. Like, honestly, Once like, they die, like, we're in a better place. Like, that's the thing. Like, can we call a timeout, freeze it, and fucking put Sterling underneath the cop's fucking knee? No. You know what I mean? Like, that's the asshole that should be fucking getting choked to death. That's his buddy with the knee on the back. No, I understand that. But my point is, like, like that cocksucker should be the one that does that shit. But anyway, that's why they didn't want Kobe to succeed, you know? And, you know, brilliant man and whatever. Blessed memory. Yeah. But listen, man, once you get everybody start listening to this, and, I mean, you guys get a chance. I know, Bill, you're, you're busy. You're always busy. If you ever get a chance, man, you got to look at 13th Amendment on Netflix. I will. Actually, our next guest coming on, our next guest coming on, his name is Busy. B-I-Z-Z-Y. Busy Amour. So uh, he's a, a film producer and brilliant, brilliant man. From uh, Queens, New York. So, uh, you'll you'll enjoy his uh, take. So one day we'll all hang out. So I'll get you yeah, guys I, drunk. You know, I, you, I ain't got a mind. Hey, I don't have a problem riding up to York. Yeah, there you go. I don't have a problem with it. Don't get pulled over. No big deal. Can I get a ride back to Newark? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Shit, I ain't going to Newark, but I'll drop you off. <laughs> whatever you do when you get Thinking pulled over, don't say. Whatever you do, don't go. Don't go say, hey. I'm a friend of Bill Hines. You go right to jail. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just going to make her get in the back seat. And I'm going to say on her Lyft driver. Then we'll yeah, exactly. okay. uh-huh, I'm here. Yeah. <gasps> All right, man. Any last words you want to say? Out. Any last words you want to say? Nah, man. What about nah, you? I'm just hoping that you have much success with this. Thank you. Um, where can we find some of those resources you were talking about for um, juveniles and, and people who are yeah. disenfranchised to get some help with employment? Yeah. Any of um, if you look up um, any of our Essex County one stops, Essex County one stop. There's a um, each county. We have 21 counties in the um, state of New Jersey. Each county has at least one. Well, I can't say that Essex County has two one stops. Mine, which is in East Orange, we also have one in Newark, and then I think Jersey City has a Hudson County one in Jersey City as well as Jersey City's um, one stop, and then you have. Um, Hunterton, Warren, and Somerset share a one stop, but every county 
is represented by a one stop in the state of New I think Union County has this county one stop. Yeah, yeah, they got theirs as an Elizabeth. Yeah. Every county ha- every county has one to uh, represent them. Some have two. And that's where you find all the resources to um to help people out, whether it's juveniles, whether it's just young people, whether it's um anybody that you know that's affected by unemployment, the unemployment thing right now. When when you open back up, which is I think June fifteenth or June twenty second we'll be starting to see clients again. So anybody coming in who may not have a job, they'll come in, we'll work with them. And then if they decide they want to go to school to change careers, you know, that's a possibility as well. Yeah. So I don't have a job. I had to start a podcast. Unemployment. All right, man. I love you, brother. Well, I won't see, I, I won't, I won't, I won't see you on unemployment line. though. No. I love you too, man. Yeah. No. So listen, guys. <laughs> I, I did not get a stimulus check. <laughs> Oh, me neither. I didn't get one. I ain't look. I was like, whatever. Yeah. I was like, okay, whatever. What the fuck we do with it? Hey, thanks for tuning into this podcast. You know, it's it's a thing that uh, I wanted to do for a while. Um, At first, I actually didn't want to do it for a while, but then a couple people wanted me to do a reality show. A couple people wanted me to do, you know, a different podcast, but. They always they wanted to take creative control. They want to tell me what to say, and you know that's not going to happen with Bill Hines. So, you know, I want you guys to basically come back to me. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you know if you have questions or if you want me to give you any advice. There are certain things I can give unqualified advice on, just my opinion. But I can also give you qualified advice on certain topics, certain real estate topics, certain business topics, and uh, you know I'm more than happy to do that. And uh, it's free. But, uh, you know, if something blows up, don't sue me if it's the wrong advice. So disclaimer. Yeah, anything you want to hear, if it's for racing, if it's any other sports, you know, open to all those questions. So we encourage, you know, that Meg has a lot of experience in uh, residential real estate in New York City and Manhattan and also Ohio. You know, uh, we just look to put out content every week. We're going to we're striving to do a show every week. And, you know, if we get one follower, if we get, you know, 50 or 100,000, we don't care. Um, we're just doing this because we enjoy it. We have a good team together, uh, you know, with our producer, Dan, and uh, our videographers. And, you know, we got people in California, Christian, and, you know, the whole co- creative content team. So we really have a good team together. We have some really good guests. Yeah, so just come back to us. Let us know what type of uh, things you want to hear and talk about. And uh, we make a list and, you know, every week we can, we can, you know, give you what you want to hear. And that's what we're here for. We're here for people that want to listen. And uh, yeah. So, um, all right, guys, that's a wrap on this show. And, uh, you know, just want to thank everyone for tuning in. As I like to say, be good. Boom. Hey, I just want to shout out our sponsors. We got a few sponsors, obviously. I don't know why, but we do. And uh, so, obviously, Try Snow. So, trysnow.com. If you enter the thrill, you'll get a nice surprise uh, code, a uh, discount on that code. It's a teeth whitener. It's, uh, it's you know, for people that have sensitive uh, gums, it, it, it's 
they have a desensitizing serum, so that helps with that. But you know, I have pretty sensitive gums, and uh, it, it it was great for me. It's not like the the store bought brand. Um, you know, some really uh, cool people in the in the you know in the world use it. As far as I know, Money Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather. That's how he has has great smile, and uh, Gronkowski, and you know, a couple other people. So uh, try uh, try snow, and uh, try snow.com. You you put your code in of the thrill. And, you know, from us to you, we'll get you a nice discount. Hey, another uh, sponsor I want to tell you about is a really cool project. And uh, the owner of this one, uh, you know, contacted me. And it's like, hey, because he knew I was looking for a really a good skincare uh, regimen since the company I had previously used stopped discounting. I don't know. They got bought out by a company, a bigger company, gobbled them up, and they started getting rid of their product but it was really good and uh but now they don't make it anymore so it sucks so this one is the wolf project so it's wolfproject.co and if you put in the code the thrill again on any of their products they have a really good hydrating mask they have really good lotion for you know hydrating your daily wear for face and then they have a really good uh men's facial cleaner and they're going to be coming out with more and more products geared toward men you know and that's why you know i look so good no wrinkles you know i'm like 80 years old look how good I look. And uh, just kidding, you know, I act five. But uh, yeah, go to wolfproject.co and you will get some uh, amazing uh, um, skincare product for men. So that's it.